Welcome to the Impact Podcast. I'm John Pryo. No matter whether you're reading mainstream, technical, or business articles, or just watching the news, these days you can't go very far without coming across something about analytics. We live in a world where consumers are comfortable trading a lot of their personal information for free stuff free news, access to social media, free trials, you name it. In exchange, basically, they agree to be bombarded with a lot of targeted advertisements and more. Of course, it's the businesses that rely on much of the information that's being collected to help them sell more to their consumers. They want to know what you've looked at, what you've clicked on, what websites you visited, and they want to figure out what products you're most likely to buy. And this doesn't just happen in B2C businesses. In B2B, it's no different. Yes, today, these software companies have huge amounts of data available to them to help them manage this, understand this, and more importantly, improve specific business processes. The thing is, to manage all of that data and make sense of it, and believe me, there's a lot of it, they need some very specialized help. I'm talking about the kind of help that only data scientists can provide. On today's episode, I'm talking with Chris Mattis, Georgia Partners Chief Analytics Officer, and we'll be talking about data scientists. What do they do? How to find them? And what does it take to build a successful data science team? Thanks for joining me today, Chris. Thank you, John. It's great to be here. You know, Chris, you've been involved with many of our portfolio companies as, the, as they build or evolve their data science teams. And although we know companies have been interested in analytics for years, what's changed? What's the impetus for these companies now to build their own data science teams? You know, up, up till now, uh, companies have been building business intelligence teams. And business intelligence teams um, have a variety of tools at their uh, disposal to query and mine information from data warehouses, data marts, and so on. The key is, though, the analysts are the ones that discover the rules that lead to, that might predict certain outcomes or group uh, similar things together. What's really changed is we've gone from the information age into this almost big data age where the data has simply become too big, too complex, and too fast uh, for people to write the rules anymore. So, um, in response, machine learning is being rapidly adopted. And machine learning is essentially letting algorithms actually analyze the data and come up with the rules that predict outcomes or distinguish groups for us. And machine learning requires new skills that a business intelligence team doesn't have. So then it, this is obviously where the data scientist comes in. And what exactly then does a data scientist do here? Well, at the core, a data scientist is really selecting, combining, training, and tuning algorithms to best learn insights from big data. But in reality, that's really only represents about 20% of their effort because to get there, they actually spend the majority of their time wrangling data. That is identifying, cleaning, and integrating the right data to power this machine learning. So would a company then have a, a start with a team? Do you need one person to kind of do this data wrangling? How, how, how broad does this become? You know, at, at, Data science really requires four primary overlapping skill sets. So, 
first and foremost, a data scientist has to understand the mathematical underpinnings of these algorithms to best employ them. And to get to that point, a deep understanding of business context is required. Um, you've got to figure out what are the most impactful insights to go after and how they, they can be used to affect change. Another skill set that comes in is once I do have the answer, it's come out as output from statistical models. And I have to be able to turn that into insights and communicate them back to the business in a meaningful way. Of course, the last part is I also need, if I'm talking about dealing with data, I need both technical and engineering skills to be able to experiment with the data and eventually productionize these insights. So one of the jobs that's obviously near and dear to my heart that I love so much is the product manager job. How does the product manager and these data science teams work, work together? Who's on point? Yeah, so if you, well, when we look at the data science scientists and those four skills, that's an exceedingly rare skill set to get. Mm -hmm. In almost any business function, you know, they're expert at the technical aspects, they're they're really deep business understanding. They have great communication and, and, and storytelling skills. Um, and they can actually do the work hands-on. Very hard to find in any discipline. Data science is no different. So when you're looking at that, the best approach is to build a team. And when you look at the team, the very first question is getting what is the insight? What is the highest impact insight and how will that benefit the business? Computer scientists, mathematicians, and so on may not be the best person to figure it out. That's why I always recommend that a product manager is actually the first person on the team. Figure out what do we want to know? What's the question? And, and as specifically as possible. Then you bring in the data scientists to start working on it. But you need that, that link to the business and somebody very skilled now, we, you know, we've got the stories and we've heard about, we've talked to companies that say, okay, I've got the data. What can I do with it? Can you help us give an example where the data science team has really helped in the evolution of a product strategy and kind of change that question? Yeah, I, I, I guess when you, when you look at it, I, I have, uh, over uh, my experience, never really seen a successful approach of here's the data, bringing in a data scientist and saying, what can I do with it? Hmm. So... Rather, if the product manager, if the business picks out the, the key insights and carefully defines that target, a data science, just like a scientist, just like a, an engineer, you know, an engineer coming in saying code something, you've, you've got a data scientist that, that can go after an insight. And they can work backwards from that to what data is needed, what models will best uncover the patterns in the data, and so on. But just looking for value in, in data will lead to tons of research, lots of experimentation, and very little deliverable. Talk to me a little bit about the Applied Analytics Workshop, how you see Applied Analytics as a differentiator for our portfolio and, and even for Georgian. Talk a bit about that and, and how that affects, again, this product strategy. This is, this is really interesting. Yeah, what I would say is recognizing that uh, you need to start with the insight. Um, 
we found that uh, we could help our portfolio companies identifying those high impact in, insights. And that usually the executive team in their collective knowledge, if you could facilitate it, you can draw that information out. And so we designed these workshops to step people through looking at the audiences that they're currently serving with their business process software. What might be, if we can only answer this, it would, would drive great um, engagement. It might drive even um, um, more value in, into the companies. So we really developed this, this approach to go through and let's get the first question right. When we have a few of those high value insights well-defined, then we can move on from the, the workshop and test them on customers and use that feedback now to say, okay, this is the one, two, or three key areas we're going to focus data science on. And that leads usually to the very best outcomes. That's great. Now, how would the, the data science uh, needs for a company change as these companies scale? You mentioned so much about the, 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 the growth of data, the diverse types of data. So let's talk a little bit about the different types of companies that, and the amount of data they might have and, and where they are kind of as a stage of a company. You could look at uh, three stages of, of companies, early um, growth and mature. When you look at those, in the early stages of a startup, identifying what information should be captured and how it should be captured and stored is of critical importance so it can be used later to, to garner insights. A data scientist can help that with their experience and knowing the types, velocity, and the, the level of information that should be captured. As you start getting to growth stage, you've amassed enough information now where the real focus becomes, can I get a few of those key insights that will differentiate me from my competitors and provide the highest value to my customers? So you start focusing more in on the modeling aspects and using machine learning to answer very specific questions. By the time you've learned through all of that and you hit a mature stage, what you really want to do is reduce the friction for asking and answering the next question. And that means architecting an analytics framework um, and data, some people call it a data lake, that makes it easier and easier to answer, to question and answer um, more issues. That's terrific. So I can see the trends here. And that helps a lot on the strategy and why companies are doing this. I'm hearing data science obviously is so important now. And why are companies then struggling in the building of data science teams? Or do they struggle? Uh, they definitely do. And, and one of the reasons is they're looking for that perfect data scientist. And the one that can has deep mathematical uh, skills, knows as an engineer, can communicate clearly with business people and understands the business process and the insights that need to be garnered. That is exceedingly rare to find in one person. Like most other disciplines, the answer really lies in building a team with overlapping skills um, that not only reduces risk in having a team of folks on it, but is, is scalable in the future. 
So as they're looking for data scientists, uh, what should they be looking for as we balance across these sets of skills? Is it just balance? Are there, are there drill down skills you're looking for people to have, uh, you know, key qualities they might be looking for? What, what do you see here? Well, uh, you know, when you get down to it, most companies today have good product managers and good product managers um, can be that what is the insight we should be chasing uh, group. They also tend to have good engineers if they're developing software uh, uh, services in particular. Um, and they have people that are used to communicating, the sales folks, the customer service folks and that, that are used to communicating out. The missing skill, the one that is hardest to find, is really around the mathematics and statistics in particular. So what I always recommend is when you're looking across those, the breadth of skills required, the one you need the most that you probably have not built up is around the mathematics. So I say start with that for data scientists. As soon as you narrow it to that, they're easier to find. And are we going out on college campuses? Uh, do you expect to see lots of poaching of employees across different companies? How, how should companies be going out to, to find these skills then? Well, when I'm uh, looking, looking for a data scientist, I kind of have a, uh, a priority around uh, the mathematics. You know, 90%, a recent, recent, recent study actually shows that 90% of data scientists have master's or PhD level credentials. Um, so the ability, that critical thinking, the research approach and so on is, is absolutely key. When I would start looking, I mean, the, the, the programs that people can come out from uh, post-secondary -edu post education with uh, that would be closest aligned would be applied mathematics or statistics and operations research. However, those are, again, also a bit rare and, and people are vying for them. What I have found is some of the other research-based theoretical areas also produce fantastic data scientists. And by that, I'm using physics, astrophysics, uh, biometrics. There's a whole range of more theoretical research um, that instills the, the, the core skills that a data scientist will need. That's excellent. So you really have got us opening the aperture a bit, which is good and increases the, the pool of candidates. So when you've got this pool, then how would you recommend uh, we vet these people now? Well... There's a, there's a couple of parts to it. Um, one is, you know, you, you do have to ask the questions that say, do they know their craft? But as with hiring software engineers and that, you can pretty well figure out if they know their craft quickly. Then I really focus in and say, well, especially if you're building a team rather than adding to a large existing team, is you start looking for qualities. And one of the first qualities I look for is are they a simplifier? Are they able to explain and simplify what they're doing rather than using lots of technical jargon and so on? Um, the second thing is, are they researchers by nature? They're curious. They're going after uh, the, the, the problem. Also, you want to figure out, especially in the early stages, is if they're actually a doer. Can they roll up their sleeves and do the job? Um, because usually when you're starting off, you need to run a couple of pilots to 
to build success and then build the momentum uh, behind the effort in the company. So, Chris, we're talking about bringing data science teams in-house, building these data science teams. But there are companies out there uh, that deliver insight as a service. They're they're sucking in different sources of data uh, or your data and giving a few different slices of industry verticals, perhaps. So how do you see that affecting this decision to do your work in-house or potentially outsource to these vendors? Yeah, I, I, I think you have to approach that decision just like you would with any other core function in your business. Um, if data science, business intelligence being data-driven is core to your business, and likely you've already got a business intelligence team, for example, then you're likely going to need a data science team internally. This will be ongoing. You want to use it as a core competency to create competitive advantage and not just externally, but also bring those skills and apply it against optimizing your own business internally. Um, if you're in the area where it is more not as not as crucial, um, then you can outsource the skill sets. And what you're really looking for there is, I just need the answers. I don't need to develop the capability within my organization to an- to answer questions quickly for competitive advantage. So that's the traditional outsourcing model. So for example, a company may decide to outsource sales, outsource marketing, outsource engineering, if they're not core. My key point here is that data science in a data-driven business is core and it should be thought of as core. That may push more people to think about building a team internally than just outsourcing. So if I am going to build then a full-fledged data science team here, how, how would one figure out the right composition for it in terms of different skill sets and, and expertise? Yeah, I, you know, I've had a, a fair amount of experience um, creating data science teams and creating them across a wide set of industries and company sizes and stages. Um, there's, there's probably three key, key stages when you're building a team. One is you may have to pilot. In other words, management is thinking, do I need to build a team? Do I need to invest in this? I need some proof. And in that case, what I, I would either do is use third-party services to answer that burning question to show what can be done, what can be accomplished, or bring in a data science contractor and some junior, perhaps people pivoting from physics into data science and answer that question. That will really determine if the organization would like to build a a capability. Given you wanna build a capability, you stage it in. So what's most important we talked about earlier is having that product manager so the data science team is well-directed, just like you want to make sure an engineering team is well-directed. The second part is the data scientists themselves. And as I've said, focus on the math. That's the critical skill set that is new. A data scientist can actually have data analysts and more junior people, just like senior software engineers down to junior software engineers. So you can expand that as need. One of the critical areas that's a bit different that people often don't think about is if I'm building solutions around data science, how do I know if the number's correct? Is 97 the right score? 
So one of the things I, I encourage people to think about is that there's a quality assurance phase that is different and does require some more of these math skills than, for example, in a traditional engineering environment. And so now if we've got product management, we build up some capability around data science and the statistics, and then engineering, um, really looking at if you need to, to, to use new technologies, analytic streams, big data streams, then you may need an architect and especially some what you might call data or ETL engineers, the people who can massage the data for you. The one reason thing is you can do most data science using existing database technologies and so on. You know, it can be from Excel, uh, from SQL, from almost any source. But what we're seeing is an ecosystem of tools develop around these newer technologies. And I think that's a strong, strong influencer in towards moving to those technologies. You know, when you talked about outsourcing, you talked about outsourcing it completely or keeping it in-house completely. There's actually one in between, which is leveraging tools that are out there and in the cloud uh, to do the analytics. And at the one extreme, you've got something like IBM Watson. Um, and at the other extreme, you have modeling toolkits um, that can be fairly finite and run. So I think it's important for companies also to distinguish between outsourcing data science or leveraging tools in the marketplace that are not on-premise. And I really like the, what I'm hearing is this integration of not only the product skills and this, this data science and this analytics skill or technology from different sources, as well as it's interesting you mentioned some of the more traditional DBA, database administrator functions and ETL and the like, because it all really does need to come together. So in your view then, what factors would make uh, these data science teams and these companies uh, succeed or fail? I think first and foremost is start with the insights. Data scientists need a clear target and a well-defined target uh, for them to do their job. And understanding what it is that's going to really drive business benefit, what burning question needs to be answered or burning questions is really the start point. I have yet to see a data science project fail when that was clearly defined. The second thing would be go incremental. Data science is much more messy than uh, an engineering type of approach because you are talking about coming up with a hypothesis and iteratively doing experience, experiments to um, prove them and so on. So don't over-architect and don't uh, over-engineer things at the beginning. Learn through the process. When you've answered some key questions, then return back and look at reducing the friction to ask the next set. So what would be the best way to attract this, this, this top talent? Is this just compensation? Do we have to think about different uh, factors that might matter more to, to these type of uh, skills? Yeah, uh, you know, of course, uh, compensation plays a role, and especially in, in, in a field where uh, demand fire out, uh, outpaces supply. So yes, compensation. But there's much more to it. And I, I found that a few things are critical. One is when you're looking to 
uh, hire and putting out the position. Really describe the problem you're trying to solve. Data scientists look for a problem to solve. And if it's just saying I have tons of data and we're looking for somebody to, to, to find uh, value in there, uh, there'll be less interest. If they're saying we're trying to improve healthcare by identifying at-risk patients and being a leader in that, that will attract more because they're already seeing that some thought has gone into the target. You know, a, another key factor is that data scientists don't want to look, work alone. Like an engineering or software environment or sales team, um, they want to work with other people who understand their craft and that they can learn from. So if I were building a team, I would show commitment to building a team. This is not a, a one-off. And if I have a team, I would certainly put front and center that, you know, join our growing team of data scientists focused on um, on uh, driving insights that will change the industry, whatever that industry is. Those kind of things really draw in um, data scientists. So we'll get them motivated. We'll get them uh, feeling comfortable that they're delivering some real value in a unique space. Uh, I, I very much appreciate the, the respect you have in, in, in calling it a craft. I think uh, you know programmers feel that way, and I, I think that's a, that's a terrific approach and a, and a thoughtful model that the company should take when as they go higher and build into these teams. I think that respect is very important. Uh, so, any just final advice for our audience, Chris? My final advice would be to start now. It takes time to build up a craft. It takes time to build up the bench strength and to amass the data. Every day that slips by is a lost opportunity. Excellent. I got it. Chris, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, John. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to our Impact Podcast. If you like what we're doing, stay tuned for our next episode when we'll be talking about why security has to come first for every software company in this new age of big data. 